Hello everyone and welcome to the same old chronicles of Lee Judges TV with Albert J and Potsy P. Here we are. I'm the host for a special occasion. Our nomadic life comes to an end this week as we've been travelling around the Chronicles channel, Lee's channel, name above the door and all that. Evening, Gov. We're going to move back to the same old Arsenal you may or may not have heard. So, yes, uh, travels end, but let's get down into it and welcome the host, uh, Lee, above name above the door. How are you, my old mucker? Oh, I'm good, thank you very much, very much, Mark. And I'm, I'm, when you come up with this idea, I thought, well, what, what why give you a nice Christmas present, give you this, you know, and uh, I thought it was a fantastic idea. And uh, I'm looking forward to your hosting skills, you know. You're so, regretting it already, let's have it no, right. No, no, not at all, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Good. I'm glad. Well, look, it's a bit of fun. It's the last time. Before we go back to our spiritual home, the bosom of where we all rightfully belong, um, we thought we'd have some fun with it. Albert, how are you, me old mucker? Keeping well, mate. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in esteemed company as usual. So this is this is this is very nice, very festive. Good. Jumper on and all that. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, also, no you, um, yeah. yeah. When you say that with the bosom of um, back into the bosom, I, I've seen Craig lately, and I think you're right. You know what I mean? Like he's got a pair of boots. Can't start laying into him yet. We haven't even got back through the door yet. Do you know what I mean? He might he might change his mind again. Go easy. I've just sent him off a secret Santa, like you know, and a, a D cup bra, like you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Popsy, <laughs> <laughs> bro, what's happening? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. And I'm glad you're hosting tonight because it's a good laugh and it's always great that you're going to have to try and host and then try and eat some cheese at the same time. It's well, going to be fun. I've got an admission to make, right? One, cheese will always come first, but I ain't got any. I've, uh, gone, with the, I've gone with the flumps instead. <laughs> How old so are you, nine? It's festive, isn't it? It's festive, isn't it? Flumps, flumps. Don't you think? <laughs> Don't you think? Nah, I mean, toast, toasted on the fire. Eggnog. Yeah. Oh shit! No, I'm not supposed to be eating. Sorry. Um, anyway, where was we? So Lee. <laughs> no, let's not go to Lee. Otherwise, he'll just waffle on, and no one else will get a chat. No, let's go to Albie. Albie, <laughs> tell me your thoughts, man. Before You're the game. <laughs> Before the game, man. We're all looking forward to the game, and then the news rumbles around that someone's missing. Uh, what are you thinking, man? Uber's not left out. You, you know what it was, Mark? Because um, I had a bit of a mad rush work commitment to actually get to the game. So um, I actually didn't actually check my phone until I got in the ground. And um, so we had the same team as against Everton. And I thought, okay, you know what? People are going to grumble about that. But they've got a chance to redeem themselves after such a woeful performance at Goodison Park. But when I saw the actual squad, I thought, a minute, some, something's not right here. It's only the guy sitting next to it at the Emirates said to me, um, yeah, he's, Aubameyang's out because of a disciplinary breach. And I just shook, I just shook my head, Mark, mate. I was like, what is he, What is going on? Yeah, well, know, just, just to clarify, what we've heard the reports are, but is, yeah. we don't know how true it is, but that what they're saying is that he's gone, been given extended leave, uh, had permission to go see family, 
Um, he's been given an inch and he's took a mile. He's come back late. So that's just to clarify what we think has happened. Mm. But yeah, um, sort of in regards to the game, after sort of hearing that initial news about Bamiyang, um, I, I wasn't sure, Mark. I, I thought I thought we'd sneak the game personally. Um, I know Southampton have got a plethora of, of injury um, worries, but you actually wouldn't have thought that after watching the first 25 minutes because... Southampton must have thought to themselves, we've been completely sucker punched here. How, how are we 2 0 down after 25 minutes after yeah, the start that we had? We just looked, we looked, we looked, um, we looked out of sorts. We didn't start well. The the loose passing. Um, the problem is, Mark, for me, in my opinion, anyway, with Arsenal, whether we're home or away, we don't generally really start that well. And the problem is, you can not start well, but still end up going one or two goals up. But it gives you a bit of a buffer, but we don't set the tone very well in our games when we start within the first 15, 20 minutes. And when we don't score within that period, it's a bit of a struggle. But, you know, the one bit of quality, um, and it was a fantastic bit of quality to the first goal was, it's, it's fine margins, Mark. You know, you can go from Ramsdale almost losing the ball to going one nil down to yeah. the sublime one-touch, two-touch football to see an absolute masterpiece of a goal. It was brilliant. Um, definitely against the run of play, but um, yeah, we sort of, like I said, we sucker punch Southampton, really. Yeah, man. Dan, you see the team sheet. You're thinking, we hear it's a disciplinary and we start the 20 minutes um, the way we do. You know, what, what you, what, what's the feeling in the ground? What are you guys thinking sitting there? Couldn't have been good. Well, listen, it's off the back of a horrendous performance, mate, against Everton. And then you start the 20 minutes like that and you think, wow, they've not even woken up. Like, I think we must have looked at each other, everybody in the ground, players included, and thought, how the hell are we winning this game? Because we ain't played well. Mm. Um, but when you look at the actual goal that we scored, first of all, that apparently, from what I'm being told, epitomises what Mikel Arteta wants to see at Arsenal. So I've been crying out to someone to tell me what style of play are we looking at doing? What's his philosophy? That goal was sensational. It's only taken two years, by the way. <laughs> but we finally <laughs> scored a goal that Mikel Arteta is proud of. Well, so Ramsdale worth deserves... fighting for. Absolutely. Ramsdale deserves a lot of credit in that game, if I'm honest. His distribution was outstanding. But he actually did put everybody under a little bit of pressure in the, fa in the stadium by keeping on to that ball for so long. It was like, get rid. And then obviously the one touch from playing out from the back was beautiful to watch. And then the play down that right-hand side, that link-up play between Tommy Asu and Saka was something that I was really impressed with. I thought Saka has, has come to a lot of criticism the last few games, but those two players were definitely on it that game. And I thought that the ball across to Lacazette was was great to see because he's not really been a goal-scoring centre-forward for us, Lacazette, this season. So I was really pleased with that first goal and it was good for me to see Martin Erdegaard getting back on the score sheet because I've been very hard on him. I don't believe that he is someone that has been such an overwhelming uh, signing for us. And you're seeing him scoring now, what's that, 3-3? Three three? That's really mm. impressive considering he got 4-40 in the last for Arsenal last season and this season. So for me to get 3-3... Three He's proving why Arteta should be keeping him in the side. And I'm still not a huge fan of some of the stuff that he does. I think he's a very nice footballer at times and he keeps onto the ball well. I just want to see a little bit more from him. And when he's scoring, you know, he's pleasing me and other, and other Arsenal fans. So it's great to see him proving people wrong, just like Aaron Ramsdale did 
um, or no, oh, to be fair, has done for every single fan. So there was a few individual performances, Mark, that really impressed me, if I'm honest with you. And, you know, a lot, a lot, everybody knows I'm not a huge fan of the manager, but I don't see why we have to always say how great Arteta is when we get three points. Sometimes the players do their job as well, because trust me, they get slated enough when we lose, <laughs> so they must be credited when we win games. So I'm going to credit the players, and I'm going to credit quite a few of them. Individually, I thought there was some great performances. I thought all of our back five was great. I've been massively impressed with Gabriel this season, and I think he's player of the season. Ben White had another good game. I know that he was poor against Everton. I didn't think he was great against Manchester United, but it seems that he can't really be very consistent at the moment. But when Ben White's good, he's really good, and I thought he was great on Saturday. Tommy Asu, solid. Kieran Tierney's had two games now against Everton and Southampton where he's looked really good and back to his usual self, so I hope that continues. And obviously, we've got the forward players at the moment like Saka that I've mentioned, Erdegaard, and for me, man of the match, Martinelli. So for me, it was the individual performances I'm loving, and I'm loving the fact that Martinelli's taking this chance now. It's really great to see. So I was really pleased with it, mate. And, um, you know, I wasn't expecting uh, three points going into this game because of how poor we were against Manchester United and Everton. So it was pleasing for me to see the three points. But let's be honest, it's a standard win against a team that, let's be honest, weren't exactly superb. So let's not get too excited because yeah, yeah. we have been here before, mate. <laughs> we have, we have. Lee, let's talk about um, Arteta. Let's talk about, he makes the decision. Is it a bold decision or is it a decision he can't not make, leaving Aubameyang out? And the other decision is sticking with Tierney. He's making some brave decisions and Dan says we shouldn't credit him. But he is kind of unrelenting in the way he's going about his job. There's some consistency. So what are you making of Arteta from the game of versus Southampton? Listen, I know what Dan's saying about credit because like like Dan gets 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 annoyed when 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 Arsenal play really well, it's all the players. And then when they lose, it's it's the manager. It's not the manager, it's always the players, you know. So when they win, it's Arteta, sorry, and when it when they lose, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the players, which is it's not the case in my my mind. I, I think it's written the first and foremost. Let's, let's talk about the um, Let's talk about Abamyang. I, I don't think he's left with any choice. You know, you give him a couple of days off. It's like anybody. If he doesn't turn up, you know, what what can, what can you do? You know, he's a captain of the club. Got to lead by example. I feel that you know he's got to be disciplined for it. I wouldn't like um, hang him out to dry over it though. Um, no. And, and what would you what do that. then, Lee? What, what what would you do? Would you do a thing the same as what Arteta has done? Hundred percent. So, what about 100%. the captaincy? Um, oh, that's an. I, I think that's a, a, an issue at the moment now. That um, I, I think that if Mikel wants to be big and strong, he can actually say, right, this is the time to to, to change the captain. If you, if you don't really fancy him as captain, this is the time to do it. Do you believe it is the time to do it in the middle of a season? Do you believe it's the time? You know, if, well, no, if, I wouldn't do nothing. The time, I wouldn't do nothing. Right. This amount of time, and I'll tell you why because he's not inside at the moment. So yeah. I think you can like um hang fire on it, hang you know, just like hang fire on it at the moment, just see what what, what happens, you know. Um, and sometimes, um, there can be a, a change in the guy. Listen, I, I remember, um, <clears throat> Kenny Sanson was captain of uh of Arsenal doing a doing a doing a better job than a Bamiang and was a class player as well, but a couple of little breaches and um. You know, um, George Graham see the little uh, window of opportunity, should I say, to give Tony Adams it, and the rest is history. So there, there may be that that cut. at this moment. So I don't think he has to do anything. So uh, um, 
because uh, I don't I don't believe it'd be in the side. You know, I think that it'd be on the bench. Um, come come uh, come Wednesday, and rightly so. Like you know, once you if you, I'm I'm sorry, I I, I, I don't see why people are trying to stick up for Bamian. He's wrong. He's wrong. Whether you like him or not, he is wrong. If you're giving two days off, realistically, you shouldn't be really giving two days off. You know, obviously the players have got two days off. You can do what you want. Not not so much now because of what's gone on with the pandemic. But he's done. Why has he got to have three days? I, I think it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, there's always been issues, Mark, of, of um, people being late. You know, Ian Wright was always late at one stage. You know, the, fact, the famous story with Arsene Wenger. Um, when um, it, they said, right, you know, you've got to stop this Arsene night, you know, um, he keeps coming in at up past 10 and, 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 and training starts at 10. The difference is, Lee, he was doing it on the pitch, wasn't he? Well, he was, but, you know, Arsene Wenger put up on the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the sheet, he said, from now on, training start at up past 10. That was his thing, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, right. yeah, so fit it round him, yeah. But that's, yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? The club, yeah. this is what I'm saying, is that if, if a player, <laughs> you're going to get prima donnas. Raw, raw talent is, is, has to be managed and it has to be, not pandered to, but it has to be accommodated. If you are great and making a huge contribution, you've got to fit around it. But he's not, is he? He's not no, no, listen, being great it, on the pitch. Listen, it, it doesn't matter what, even in that light, you know what I mean? When that happened with Arsene Wenger, Ian Wright and all the players turned around and said, no, Arsene, you, you know what I mean? We start at 10 o'clock, you make sure he's in. And, and, and it, what happened was the players had it, players had him up on it. So look, Ian, you know what I mean? Like, you're a great player, blah, 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 but you've got to be here on time. It's, it's part of being a footballer. You know what I mean? They were missing out on all the uh, late fines for the Christmas dooley. Whatever, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think that, you know, one, one, one I think is you've got a, I think you've got a duty to yourself to be professional with that, but also to your teammates. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and if you've got young players in the side that um, are impressionable, and and we have got young players in the side, you know, we want to be giving them the right um, the right um, standards, and and that means being on time. I'm sorry, like you know what I mean? Look, listen, I'm going to say this now. When people turn around and say, oh, he's hung him out for dry, this is this is that this is not the first time. There's been a couple of times when this has gone under the radar, like and they've, they've let him off from whatever, like you know what I mean? It's cut it's come to a head. And at the end of the day, it's it's not acceptable. In my mind, it's not acceptable. Not even not just because he's a, a captain of the club as well. Any player that continues to keep turning up late, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in our jobs, and it shouldn't be accepted in expected in their jobs. No, Every time it can happen. And I'll get I that. I get that, you know. I mean, I've gone to work today. Um, I've gone round the corner, and there's 15 horses being put into a gate. It made me late, you know what I mean? Like, to, to sh- but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a one-off. I can't go in the next day and say, "Oh, the bloody horses were there again," because eventually someone's going to say, "We'll get there before the bloody horses go into the gate." Mm. So it, that's how it is. But, it is, mate. It is. It, it is. is. He's, quit, say, he's quit his job. At, uh, he's quit his job at Ascot now, Lee judges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Listen, bold, I'm going to give Arteta a little bit of credit because I think it was a bold decision what he'd done yeah. on Saturday, by the way, with the team selection, keeping the same team that was crap yes. on Monday night. And by the way, I watched Everton yesterday against Crystal Pat. How we lost to that team. <laughs> that yes. makes, it, yeah. makes it even more embarrassing. Albert, Albert but, let's come to you. Let's come to you. One final thing on this, Aubameyang, and then we'll move things along to get back to the football is... Let's say in a hypothetical world, and someone's asked in the in the comments, and I missed missed your name, and I apologise. 
if we decide that he's stripped and he's no good to the club, he's a bad egg around the place, what would it take to get him out of our club in January? And by that, I mean, if Newcastle need a scorer to keep them up, how much would you sell him for? Well, I've seen people throw around about 20, 30 million. I don't think that's going to happen. But you know what it is? I, with the Bamiyang thing, um, I was quite surprised by the reaction from Arsenal fans um, saying I'll take a frame under the bus. I was quite, I was very surprised by the reaction, if I'm being honest with you. Um, and I think it partly it is. I think people have made up their minds about Arteta being the manager of Arsenal. That's part of the problem because he even got Pelters last season for uh, leaving him on the bench in the North London derby. But I actually agreed with Arteta. I think he was right to do that. And I think he was right again. You can't have a player. You know, Sorry, um, Al. We're not laughing whatever. at you, Al. It's the comment. Someone's just digged that. Leave a bit of light. Uh, hypocritical. I did see that. I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> Carry on, Al. But no, um, the thing is, if you take the captaincy off him, that's just that's just going to speed up the process of him being moved on because we long because longer term we need to we need to think about um, who we're going to bring in. But that's up to the Arsenal hierarchy. But yeah, I was very surprised by the reaction of some Arsenal fans. Listen, I'm not Arteta's biggest fan. If people heard me speak about him, but on this occasion, he was right. I don't see how he's in Absolutely. the wrong. And the no, thing is, if he really want, if he really really wanted to throw him under the bus, he could have come out and he, he could have come out and said the exact reason as to why he's not in the squad. Why should he lie to cover yeah, up Aubameyang's yes. misgivings? And the thing You're is, right. more than likely. There's probably been more than two occasions this has happened. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly what we've I, heard about. I have to I'm agree. Albie, lastly, if he's not the captain, who is the captain? Long-term, going forward, have we got a long-term captain in that squad? And if so, quickly, who is it? Absolutely. Captain Gabriel, vice-captain Tierney. Dan? Uh, well, I'll give it to Kieran Tierney because I think he epitomises everything we need at Arsenal right now in terms of his leadership skills, his mentality. What, one, ga and... one game on, one game off. <laughs> That's the only problem with Kieran Tierney. No, <laughs> yeah, it's a serious one. Captain, that, yeah. is, that, is a serious, that is a serious reason as to why he won't be giving it because of his injury uh, uh, kind of injury prone player, isn't he? Let's be honest. But I would give it to him. I'd strip it of Aubameyang now. I've had enough of this. You know, this is, this is another, what's this, not even a year. In the, since the North London derby, and it's two disciplinaries now. I don't know what the truth is about it, whether he's gone and got a tattoo and made himself late. I don't care what the reason is. He was late again and therefore doesn't need to be in this team currently and playing as the captain of this side. I'd, I'd strip him of the captaincy. Granite Chaka doesn't deserve to be the captain. Lacazette is not here for long-term future. Yeah. And Aubameyang has got ridiculous discipline issues. There is problems with him in the last few years and people can stick up for him because of how much he saved us and credit in the bank over the last years I don't care about what he's done on the pitch I care about his mentality he's never been a leader he's never been a captain and as far as I'm concerned he doesn't deserve to have the armband I look at how important captains are and I'm old school and I think they're very very important some people don't care anymore look around the top clubs at the moment Chelsea have got Cesar Azpilicueta Liverpool got Jordan Henderson nothing like Stephen Gerrard and John Terry maybe it's a little bit harsh on Henderson because I think he's done well but he's not Stephen Gerrard you know, then I look at Patrick Vieira and Tony Adams. Who have we had in the last few years? Lauren Koscielny, Granite Chaka, and Aubameyang. It's not the same anymore. Well, I, think I it like started, it to be. It started with William Gallas, Dan, didn't it? That was that was the beginning of the end. 
Well, what's the problem of our captains in the last 10, 20 years? William Gallas cries on the pitch, yeah, throws a wobbler. We've had, then it was just give it to your best player. So we had in Cesc Fabregas, who's probably the best one we've had in a long time. Van Persie was never a captain. Thierry Henry was never a captain. He was just the best player. Then we started to give it to people that sat on the bench. Thomas Vermaelen had it, couldn't get a game. He was the captain. Mertesacker, couldn't get the team. He had it. Arteta, he had it, couldn't get the team. They were all lifting the FA Cups after not appearing. <laughs> Hadn't well, played for us all season, but they're yeah, the captain. What it's a, a comical list. I want it to it's be a comical list. A very comical list. I want it to be a, a player that is going to be respected and loved by the fans, but more importantly, that team. And I think Kieran Tierney is one of those. There's a few other names people will say. They're all quite young, yeah, Mark. Yeah. You know, the older senior yeah, heads are. in this team, like Party or Bamiyang Lacazette, I don't think they're the right men. So for me, I'd pick somebody young who's going to be the future, but somebody who's got a, a winning mentality, the only one in the, the out the youngsters in Kieran Tierney because of what he's won at Celtic. He's the most decorated player. Everybody loves him. The fans absolutely love him. For me, he's got the leadership and mentality to be a, a future Arsenal captain. Everyone can see it. Communication on the pitch when they do those player cams. He does not stop talking. So for yeah. me, I love the shout from Albert about Gabriel. But for me, I give it to Kieran Tierney. Absolutely fine. Lee, let's get back to talking football. Two things. First one. I, yeah, two things. First one, I am going to ask you who you want to be captain because I do because I do care. Thank you. It does matter. It does matter. Um, and uh, then I want to I want to talk to you about uh, Aaron Ramsdale and Dan's kind of half touched on it there with his mentioning about fans' favourites. <clears throat> How much of a fans' favourite is he turning into? Is he a potential for your captaincy? Who is your captaincy? And, and let's talk about. Ramsday, not just his shot stopping, but his distribution that Dan touched on is unbelievable. Mm. But is he getting a little bit too much action to show off yes. his saving skills? So, yes. off you, you know, yes. what do you think about it? first start with the captaincy? Captaincy, Gabriel or um, Ben White for me. Um, not not TNE because I just don't know if he's going to be fit enough all the time, like you know what I mean. So um, I, I don't want to go down that route again. That's the only thing that would probably stop me going for TNE. Out, out of the box, Udegaard because he's captain of Norway, 22 years of age. Not at this moment in time. Not ready for it yet, but potentially there would be the three that I'll go. Ramsdale wouldn't go for it because do you know what? For for all my love of of him and the goal, I'm not really a, a ever been a. Um, a believer that the goalkeeper should be captain. I, I, I think maybe it's a bit old school, whatever. I'm, a bit, I'm the same with strikers and goalkeepers. Yeah, I feel they're too it. far out yeah, of the action. Yeah. I think with strikers, I'm, I'm the same. I've never felt we should be a striker. It's always for me centre half, possibly, preferably, if if we because they can see the game and can lead from there. And if not, then 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 midfield players. But uh, you know, for me. <clears throat> That's what I would go with there. Ramsdale, you spot on what you say about that, um, Mark. I, I, I'm loving what he done. I thought that he was fantastic again with some of with his play on 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 Saturday. But for all that possession and all that dominance that we had over at Southampton, by the first 15 minutes, by the way, he is too busy by far. Too busy by far. He shouldn't be making saves like that all the time. You know what I mean? And they're not just good saves. They're bloody class saves. They're not routine yeah. saves. You know, so it's a little bit of a worry for me that we, we continually letting teams um, get chances on us. That first 15 minutes, by the way, let's not, let's not cl uh, cover it all up and all that. If that was against a real top, top team, we would have been 2-0 down because it was sloppy. But I understand we was a little bit nervous and all that, but we've got to cut out all that sort of stuff. 
as far as I'm concerned, Ramsdale, I'm just loving his act. I don't know if you've seen it. You know, when, when Martinelli was running through, he's, you know, clapping his hands, he's pushing him forward and all that like. When, the he knee, took, when was it the knee slide the other day? Yeah, the, knee, the, knee, the knee slide. Yeah, Dan, yeah, that was down your end, Dan, wasn't it? Yeah. He was on the knee slide. That's mental. I love him. Class. I love him. He's um, character. I'm going to say this, what, what reminds me about him a little bit, because he's quite, and I, and I thought, right, it's easy doing all that stuff when you're winning. It's easy being like, you know, leading all that. But but against Man United, um, Aubameyang, Walked 10, 15 yards and walked and started going away. He did clap and all that, but it was it was token gesture. Same with Lacazette. And then he came along and he pushed everybody to go towards the fans. And I, I admired that. I thought, oh, don't he's got a bit about him. No, that we just lost, but he's still prepared to do that, like, you know. And he must be loving life being an Arsenal player at the moment because, they, they, you know, the fans, he's won them all over. Now, this you have to admire him for that because... He wasn't liked at the beginning of the season for whatever reason. I don't know. I, never, I, I the only thing that I would have questioned was how much we was paying for him. But some of the criticism that he got, but he just come in there and has just been infectious and won every single fan over. Even the ones that really didn't want him to do well. And there are fans out here I can say that that didn't want him to do well, like you know, because they give him a good slagging off. I loving him now, and I just think that's a fantastic attribute to have and, it, and he's a proper proper leader I, I, I love the way that if things are going well if someone makes um, a, a good challenge he he, he prays them but if they if they make a mistake he's he's rollicking them like do you know what I mean like and giving them a you know um, a piece of his mind so I'm very very pleased for him I think he's been a revelation I've got to say that did I ever think he'd be as good as this no but I'm telling you this now he has got to be close to being England's number one now. He has. Oh, mate, got to be. That's a good. That's a good point. Albert, I'm going to come on to you. If if are you finished, Lee? You get, you that's right. Done. Thank you very much. I'll be back in a minute. Just wait there, boss. I'll be back in a minute. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've lost count of where I am now. Oh God, I was marking down how many times I've gone to you. Oh, this has turned into a right Eurafa draw. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That was a shambles, by the way. That was oh, amazing. Jesus Christ. Right, so this, we're going to have to start this again. We're going to have to start this again. I've, I've lost where I'm at. I think I've got, I've got Lee and Dan in the same pot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, let's, let's just move on, Albert. Albert, let's just move on. Let's talk about... I want to talk about uh, physical presence. I want to talk about, you know, we're scoring. Gabriel gets... Uh, Nearly got his goal disallowed from the set piece. Gets it in, eventually gets it from the set piece. Tommy Asu, you know, he's a big lad. Uh, Tavares. Now, do you think Arsenal now have got some sort of presence? And secondly, talking of presence, obviously, Party is a part of that group. Is he actually cutting the mustard? Uh, I'll start with the, in the reverse. So, Party, um, in the, short, the short answer to that is no. He's been, from what I've seen since he's come to Arsenal, I've been very, very underwhelmed. Um, and I think there's only, there's, only, there's going to be only so many times as a fan base where we can turn around and say, you know, it's the injuries because he's had a run of, he's had a run of games now, Mark. He's been, he's been in the team, he's been prominent, but he's not been, he's not been great. I don't think he was that great on, on Saturday. I don't think him and Xhaka were that great either of them on, on Saturday, to be honest with you. That's just my opinion. But it is a worry. I mean, 
you know, the, the thing is, not everybody that comes over to the Premier League, even if you have come of a billing and you've got ability and you've got quality, sometimes it just don't work out in this league, Mark. And from what we've seen so far, if Arsenal fans are honest, we haven't got what we thought we was getting with him. We've seen it in very, very, very short bursts. Um, so that's that's a concern. That's a that's a concern for me. Um, he's even said it himself, giving him a four, giving himself a four out of ten. So if it's one thing saying that, but then go out on the pitch and go and show us that you you know you're gonna you're gonna bring it. You're gonna be a bit more consistent and not be sloppy and giving the ball away because it's not it's not good enough for a player of his ability and experience. He needs to be bringing a lot more to the table for Arsenal. Um, in, in order to help the youngsters in the team because we can't keep relying on them to be pulling us through and getting the Ws and the wins. Um, in regards to sort of the the players you mentioned before, what, what I do like and what I have seen, and I've mentioned it before, is a lot of teams look to Arsenal as a soft touch. The likes of Ramsdale and, and Gabriel bring... They bring a bit of balls to the team. They bring a bit of fight. You know, we're not going to be bullied anymore. There's been so many incidents, Mark. I mean, when we played Villa at home, you know, within the first two minutes of the game, you know, Gabriel shows Ollie Watkins what it's about. You know, yeah, we man. play Burn, we show we play Burnley away. Um, Ashley Westwood starts getting a bit um getting a bit excited. Who steps in Ramsdale and Gabriel? So yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a bit more, there's a bit more bite and a bit more character. And that's what and that's what this team from a defensive point of view, most definitely has lacked for a number of years. And I don't know what the boys think and you think, but I don't remember Arsenal having a defensive unit where we can actually turn around and say, you know what? We can hang our hat on them a little bit. We can have a little bit more faith and a bit more confidence. And for me, that stems from the Ramsdale factor at the moment. He's been brilliant. And you make a good point about the England goalkeeper position because the one thing Pickford had over the other goalkeepers was his distribution. He can't have that over Aaron Ramsdale. Gareth Southgate can't be blind to that because... He will be pushing Pickford very, you know, injuries aside, he'll be pushing Pickford very, very hard at number one jersey for England. And you know what? If he gets it, he deserves it if he continues his form. But um, yeah, there's a bit more character and a bit more resilience with his side. And I don't think that's two words you could associate no. with an Arsenal side a in bit the more last of a physical year. presence. Are, but, yeah. uh, but there's a lot of people in the um in the group chat there, mentioning the set piece coach, and rightly so. I think we yeah. have looked more dangerous from set pieces. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, you know what it is? You make the great point again, because last season, um, some of our deliveries from set pieces and corners was horrendous. I'm not surprised he didn't score any goals from set pieces, but um, the, the the coach, the the guy that's come in, I think he was at Man City before that, whatever, Arteta, um, he's obviously doing something right, because from set pieces, we look dangerous. And if you look at our side, with the likes of Tavares and Tomiyasu and Gabriel, you know, 6-2, six, 6-3, six, we have a physical presence there. I love Tommy Yasu, by the way. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, 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 I do. And you know what? With him, Mark, he will get up. When he eventually does get his first goal for Arsenal, if you look at a lot of our attacks... Yeah, but the first goal. Score, he's the first goal yesterday. In, was... He's always in the box in around the area. He's so making he those runs, there. Albert, that they've yeah. got to pick up and it's creating the space. That first goal yesterday, classic example. Tommy was massively involved in that. Massively. Yeah, but, but yeah, um, yeah, you know what? Like I said, with the defense and the, like I said, there's a bit more. Like you said, the physicality which we've lacked for a, for a number of years, but we have that with this team. And you know what? Even if we just push through, through, push fast forward through to the whole season, 
let this back five play consistently together and build the continuity. And you know what? For the longevity of it, they'll they'll be they'll they'll be the cornerstone of this teammate. Yeah, good stuff, man. I have to agree with most of what you've said there. If not all, um, we're going to move it along again, and we're going to come to you, Potsy. Albert touched on youth and how the senior players need to look after the youth. Akai um, Saka gets another assist, and he signed a new contract this summer, this calendar year, uh, for four years. He's under contract till twenty twenty five. We've got to be sitting back down the table with him, aren't we? Making sure he stays there till 2035, haven't we? But not just Saka. Let's 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 let you go. Let, let's talk about Martinelli as well. Let's talk about youth. <laughs> well, I can touch on both of them because I thought they were both superb on Saturday. I really did. And Saka's got a lot of criticism, and I think he's definitely had a Euros hangover. But for me, Martinelli, I've been crying out for him, haven't I, for a long, 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 long time. And all I kept getting told by the manager and by the fan base was that he's just not ready. Well, I've not seen a player that is just not ready. Every time I saw him, I saw glimpses of absolute quality. And I didn't think it was fair, Mark, to keep bringing him on for four minutes every game. And I did, certainly didn't think it was fair to play him in a C team with Cedric Elneny and Nketiah against Leeds and Wimbledon. So, of course, he wasn't going to be absolutely superb in those games. But what I did see was him come on for half hour against Newcastle and be amazing. Won us the game with his second goal, and I thought he was exceptional. And then at Manchester United, everybody was crying out for him to shine. And I thought that he probably was one of the most positive players. It was a poor, poor game, but he was running his absolute socks off. And that's all you can ask, is when the game isn't going your way, or if the result isn't going your way, keep going. And that's why I always had a lot of time for players that I never thought were ever going to be good enough for Arsenal, but used to give their all. Danny Welbeck, Alex Awobi. I never slated them because I saw them giving 110%. It wasn't they're ever going to work for them. They were never good enough. With this kid, it's the complete opposite. You can see he's good enough and he's giving so much. I love his tenacity. I love the mentality. I think he actually shows some leadership skills on the pitch as well. And what I mean by that is not by his communication, by the way that he sets an example of what I believe should be as part of this side. That to me is what these other players need to look up to is somebody with raw talent like Martinelli. The reason I gave him man of the match on Saturday was because he was the only one I saw running like that for 90 minutes, trying to make things happen. I saw against Everton that, you know, everybody was pretty poor. But when I look at what he was doing and in those games that we weren't particularly good, I was impressed still because I've been so impressed with this player since the off. Under Rooney Emery, he had 10 goals. So my question mark to the manager was, why are you not playing this guy? People were saying it's because he had an ACL and it takes time, but it doesn't take this long. He just wasn't rated by the manager as much. And he was forced yet again, like he was with Smithrow, to be playing this man, this guy. And we're seeing why he deserves to be in the, in the on the pitch now. When players come back like Smithrow and Saka and Erdegaard and uh, Martinelli, when they're all fit and raring to go, Arteta's got a decision to make here because I cannot see how Martinelli can be dropped. But it's going to be interesting because the last time I saw a player doing well and scoring all of our goals was Pepe. And he hasn't done very well in the last few games because he hasn't been playing. So what I don't want to see is Mikel Arteta choosing Martinelli as the player to be dropped because I think he's been exceptional. I really do. Nice. Oh, you wanted to get that off your chest. You're, you're a big big Martinelli fan. Well, you know, You've been crying out for his opportunity. I have been. I have been. Yeah, well, and, and let's let's face it, you know, he's coming, he's done what's asked of him. He's unlucky not to get a goal when he hit the post, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he's a raw talent, and, and I think if he can just hone it, um, he's hungry. You know, that's what we're asking of the team, isn't it? Lee, 
I'm going to come back to you. I've got a random one for you. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to get on board on this, or you can just talk about whatever you want to. But you know, Bojo scared the living day, living daylights out of us last Sunday night. Come out, wanted to do, you know, co- you know, a, a conference, what have you. And it, you know, that wasn't what scared us. It was, it was a state of the man. And I can't believe is there not a mirror in number ten? Like, how are you going on national telly looking like that? I mean, it's just diabolical, isn't it? But anyway, he calls this news conference, doesn't bother brushing his hair. And he's talking about COVID, yeah? And it's getting a bit much, isn't it? You know, Man United shut their training grounds. We've really heightened our restrictions around our training ground, a couple of reported cases. What I want to do is light a little touch paper underneath you, Lee, and talk about the Spurs game getting called off. And uh, what your thoughts are about it, considering uh, so we've I <laughs> got a problem with them calling off the Spurs game. I haven't got a problem. You know, they've probably got more ca- more cases than us. But what what is the problem? Is Leicester have had a few few um, uh, cases and they've carried on playing. Arsenal, obviously, we know had cases and still carry on playing. Now, Man United are trying to pull out of a game, like you know, um, hmm. don't know how many they've got. But the big thing for me, and it's not going to happen, is that. If, if it was the League Cup game, because if you remember a couple of uh, last season, Tottenham, mighty Tottenham Hotspur were going to play Orient. Orient had COVID and they was forced to um, withdraw from the competition. So if Tottenham do not fulfil that fixture against um, West Ham, they have got to forfeit that competition. Now, I don't care what anybody says, you know, that is the rule because they've set a precedent. Now, they've set a precedent by making Arsenal play I think we've probably four or five players out. You know what I mean? So I, I expect Man United have been very, very clever in what they've done. They've, they shut down their training ground today. Well, if you work it out, none of them should be there, should they? Because they should be travelling down to, to London now. Like, so they wouldn't be training at the complex tomorrow anyway. But they've all oh, we'll shut it down, so it means we can't train. Well, you wouldn't be there anyway. You know what I mean? So this is the, the, the trouble with COVID. If it's real, and, and it is real, because you know, I, I, you know, there are cases and we know. Then if you've got the test results coming in and everything to back it up, then, you know, that's that's it. Um, you've got to do that. But How what, are you what, feeling as a fan, Lee, in the ground? Obviously, this face mask thing is coming in now, isn't it? So, that's it's that game. Listen, it's a load of old crap about the face masks and all that, like, you know what I mean? I, I'm sorry, like, you know, I went on a train the other day and I, I, I thought, I sat there and it was packed and half have got masks, half haven't like, you know what I mean? Designer masks, hospital masks, you know what I mean? Zorro masks, you know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know. Voldemort masks. Yeah, Voldemort, you know, he's got one. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, Batman's got a mask. What's it? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kerry, what's his name with the mask? Oh, that was a mask, wasn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Jim like, Kerry, Jim Carrey, wasn't it? You talking Jim about Kerry, the mask. You know what He's I mean? gone off like, on a right tangent here, isn't he? Christ, yeah, well, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what I think is liberty. What I get think a boost. It's like watching Bojo again, isn't it? Get yeah. your booster. Get, get <laughs> a booster. Wear your Jim <laughs> Carrey mask. Yeah. What is liberty, though, right? I, I'm, I'm, I've got an email from Arsenal saying I've got to wear a mask over my eyes on Wednesday. Like, that's how bad the football is. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, how are you going to eat a prawn sandwich through a mask? That's what I want to know up there. Well, well, that's the thing. That is the thing about it, right? You know, I mean, I'm, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say this, but uh, <laughs> I've anyway. I've actually got hospitality on um, 
Oh, on Wednesday with the meal and a few drinks and all that. Right? So, so when you're drinking and eating, you can take the mask off. But if you want to go to the toilet, you've got to put the mask back on. Like, you know what I mean? like, you know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, rules are rules. Yeah, and, the rules are rules. And, that, and you're and that's, a stippler for them, Lee. You well, are. you know what I mean? I, listen. I say I've got to, I've got to tell this story. Like right? you know, I, I was in uh, in the dry cleaners yesterday. This is where it's ridiculous. This bloke comes in right for his for his cleaning. He's got his mask on and his glasses on. He can't see fuck all because they're all steamed up. Steamed like, up. Yeah, <laughs> I have the same thing. No, I have the Take your glasses off. Don't take your mask off, but take your glasses off. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm either a COVID risk or a health and safety risk, depending on what I take off. So I said, he give me a 50. I said, it's only a five. I might say, give me another couple. I said, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Put We're going to move on, if that's all right with you, Gav. I mean, it's no, your show. Listen, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's the last time it's happening because you've wasted ages. Let's, um, <laughs> let's talk... <laughs> We got uh, we we like to involve some uh, away fans on this show, don't we, Dan? We like to bring in uh, opposition, and we're going to bring in a, a lad now from West Ham, and he's going to tell us all about everything oh, related with West Ham. Here he is. You uh, evening, yes, chat. Evening, lad. How are we doing? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Frustrated from the uh, from the game yesterday, but you know, looking forward to Wednesday. Mm. League table's still looking good, though, Dan. You know, you can't complain, mate. Listen, mate, top four in December. They always say it's once you get to December, you and where every all the teams are, that's kind of where you're going to be. You get an idea of where you're going to be for the come end of the season. So we're not doing too bad, mate, at all. So very happy, Ammer, at the moment. Yeah, I'll bet you Good stuff, are, man. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Let's talk about, um, we like to involve you guys and get your opinion. And you don't have to hold back, man. You can tell us honestly what you're thinking at the minute about Arsenal, where they're at, how you feel about playing us at this moment in time and, and your quick little thoughts on Arteta in or out and um, whether we're any good or not. And as I say, don't hold back. You won't, you won't offend us. Tell yeah. us the truth. Do you know what? It's, it's just a, it's a weird one because no matter where Arsenal are, like... Uh, you guys could be down there scrapping for relegation or whatever, and we could be flying up there top of the table. I'd always be worried about playing Arsenal because I've seen it time and time again. Whenever we come to, especially your ground, like we could be amazing that game. We could batter you all around the pitch, don't matter. Come with a full-time whistle. Somehow, some way, Arsenal have won that game. <laughs> and or, or, or at you least... You don't lose many against you, do you? That's, no, that's the thing. At least, you know, at I just look today. Goal. Yeah, that, that last just... one, the free all, mate. I tell you, I was, oh, that I was, was nuts. Like, took me a week <laughs> to get over that. I was fuming. <laughs> I was absolutely fuming. But um, yeah, I mean, in, ter in terms of where Arsenal are, I mean, I, I mean, look, I've said this to Dan. I don't rate Arteta. I don't think I've never rated him. I don't think he's the man to take Arsenal forward. He could progress into being a good manager eventually, but he's not the manager that Arsenal need right now to get you back to where you want to be to, to really progress the club because you want to be back there in the Champions League spots and then ultimately challenging. That's why Wenger had to go. That's why Emery had to go, ultimately, wasn't it? And at the mm. same time, how long can you keep giving a manager that doesn't seem to be achieving that because I, I did think hear that days... Edu's uh, Edu's sniffing around David Moyers. I think. I think 
Listen, I, I don't crack, think you downgrade. <laughs> crack, crack me up the other day when um, somebody on the, on the radio, I can't remember now, they said that the Man United job was up for grabs, whatever, and, that, and everyone started saying, if David Moyes hadn't have already managed Man United, <laughs> he would 100% be in the frame to get the job, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. probably <laughs> probably wouldn't it if they hadn't already been there. I mean, he's yeah, he's been doing a, a brilliant job, you know. And tell us and, about his job. Tell us about where you think West Ham are at at the minute. Your form. I know you've lost your centre half, and it's it's affected you two, a little two bit. Two centre halves, Zuma and Ogbonna, You know, two. Yeah, Zuma now as well. Yeah, he's been massive for you, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's been an absolute brilliant signing. He's been the upgrade we needed there back here with with Ogbonna. So it looks like he's six weeks out and Ogbonna's out for the season. So. Big blow. We're just trying to get to January. But Moyes, look, he's come in and he's come back and proved a lot of fans wrong, including myself. Um, you know, he kept us up the first time around, but I weren't really a fan of the football we were playing and and how it went about things. I was sort of happy to see the back of him, to be honest. And, um, you know, obviously Pellegrini came and he looked like he'd done all right, but a few signings he made was just, just dodgy. That Roberto keeper... Worst keeper I've ever seen in my life. Um, ultimately, <laughs> worse than Adrian. Ah, listen, Adrian, listen, Adrian's bloody, you know, Manuel Neuer compared to him. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, he was terrible. Cost Pellegrini's job, and um, Moyes comes back in, and I'm like, oh, all right, look, let's just see what happens. I'm not excited about it, and I'm, I was, I was a bit outraged because it's like we're going back to this manager. You didn't think this manager was good enough the first time around. Now we're in this position. You're going back to the guy you didn't think was good enough, and you know, inspired though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't think that they had some sort of grand plan. I think they were desperate, and they just that he was the option, and it's it's worked out because he's come back and went. Do you know what? You need me now. I'm gonna do things how I want. I'm taking control. Transfers, all of that. Sullivan, you you get out of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm taking control of how this club's run, and he's and it's worked wonders. Backroom stuff, everything like. You can't fault it. All the signings have been, you know, have been spot on. He ain't made any, really any dud signings. I mean, this guy signed, I don't know if you ever remember Jordan Hugel. First yeah. time around with us, he signed this guy for 10 million. Hardly scored any goals in the championship or league one. 10 million. I think his brother was his agent. And he was one of the worst strikers I've ever seen. And I was worried about him taking cold transfers. And now look, Sufal, Suchek, Ben Rama. Your recruitment you know, has been class, coming. mate. Yeah. Yeah, Absolute class. Even Dawson, I mean, like I laughed for it to be honest. I thought, what the hell's he doing? He's been class <laughs> for you, isn't he? And, we all you know did, I mean? yeah. He's so been brilliant for you, mate. And I'm, I've got to ask you, Dan, just quick. Sorry, Mark, just to come in because I'm really interested. Like looking at your squad and our squad at the moment, Dan. I know we've had a chat a little bit about it. Like, where do you see the dangers in Arsenal's side? Like it's on Wednesday night. Like who, you, who worries you? Because I know last time we'd spoken over the last couple of seasons. Oh, Bamiyang all the time. But you know what's happening with him at the moment and his form's yeah. out the window. So who worries you on this Arsenal side um, as a West Ham fan, mate? Yeah, I mean, you know, Saka obviously is, you know, a player, you know, you impressed at the Euros and he's someone who's looked really good for you guys. He's still, I think, got room to develop and to grow yeah. and to find that real consistency. But he can really, I think, someone that can pose a threat. Odegaard is in, is in very good form at the moment. I think he's got three and three. Um, so at the moment he's got to be feeling confident. So that's definitely someone I'm, I'm looking at. Odegaard right now um, is the main one, and I, I don't think Smith Rowe started against uh, Southampton, did he? So I don't know where he's places him in the team, but he's someone who can make something happen for sure. So it's, it seems to be like the sort of the younger players, 
that are stepping it up for Arsenal rather than the, the, the more senior players. But Tierney, another one, actually, Tierney, I think, is is quality. You know, he's, he's some of his delivery, um, I think, can really cause some problems at the back. So those are the main players. But I think Ramsdale is going to cause us a lot of frustration on that. What about day. you, Dan? What about you, Dan, for talking about the West Ham side? What's, what's their sort of threats and what are you worried about? Well, I'm always worried about this fixture like Dan says it's interesting I always worry about Arsenal I was worried about this side because I do think we've had some bad results normally at their place to be honest with you but you know it has been difficult at times and I'm worried about this fixture because of the way that they're playing this season and West Ham just seemed different to me this season and last season somehow it just seems there's a good team spirit I think the recruitment's been superb I think Soufal and Suchek have been revelations I've been really impressed with Jared Bowen as a player I really like. Yeah, I like his yeah, mentality. Yeah. I think he's a never-say-die player. He's, he's running and he, he never stops giving his all. And Antonio is an absolute monster. So I think they've got some really good players that can hurt us. But I think everybody has had a Euros hangover by one player, and that's Declan Rice. I don't know any other England player that's been well this, doing well this season. I actually think Declan Rice has looked better than he ever has. I just look at that player now and I think... What an absolute monster. I had doubts when I first see him on the scene and he was a centre-half and I remember him doing an absolute howler at the Emirates once and then he moved into defensive midfielder and I thought, I just don't get this guy. What is the hype? I don't see how great this guy is. And my God, he looks absolutely superb. I mean, if, if West Ham were to sell him now, they'd be getting a hell of a lot of money. Um, and I don't know what Dan thinks in terms of him him staying and if he's long-term or if he's going to go Chelsea or United or whatever, but I don't think he Matt cares at the moment because he's been absolutely superb for West Ham. So they've got great players. You know, if you said to me now, who do you want? There's about four or five there that I would have. Um, I think Arsenal's squad is better and I think our first 11 is better, but there's certainly four or five players that I'd have from West Ham, 100%. So they've got some great players. Good stuff. Lee, let's just jump to you and talk about, you know, any favourite moments, memorable moments, Arsenal, West Ham, West Ham, Arsenal, favourite goal. What stands out to you, man? Sure, blimey, I don't know. Listen, we've always, we've had a, I'll tell you what, we've had a good record against West Ham. Um, and even the last couple of games, I think they should have probably beaten us, you know, yeah. I mean, but they just haven't took their chances. So, uh, best goal against West Ham, that's a tough one, like, you know. Um, do you know what? I, I, I've always, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head, you know what I mean? Like, um, but always enjoy going to Upton Park. It's just one of the most special places to go to, atmosphere-wise, everything like that. Um, it was like... Uh, Don't you love him in tears, Lee? It's not there anymore. <laughs> you know that, <laughs> it was a proper fan. I get on here. It's all about rubbing it in, like. He's come on the show. Listen, oh, best we, we can best talk we about Ivory as well. We can talk about Oh, Ivory. God, no, no, we'll <laughs> all, all be in crying. Tears. It's yeah. supposed to be festive. We're supposed to be happy. But no, I do. Um, I do. I do like. Um, I, I did like Upton Park. West. Ham, so let's just talk about West Ham from the, from my point of view. I, I, I watch West Ham, and you can see what a well-run, organised coaching team they are. I don't think they, you know. I don't mean this no disrespect. They haven't really got like, that many superstar players that you would think they're, but they're a team, an absolute team that know exactly what they're doing. How, how, how it's going. No egos. Players fitting in like Dawson, as you say, coming in, you know, um, they're, they're, they're a very, very good outfit. And what I like about them is that, and, and David Moyes, is that um, he'll look at the opposition and find weaknesses in that opposition and exploit it. You know, this is a team that um, done, you know, beating Chelsea, beating Liverpool. 
But ultimately, against the, the teams that sit back a little bit, they struggle a little bit, like, you know, like Burnley yesterday, um, Brentford and all that, like, you know. So it'd be interesting how Arsenal will approach the game because I think, like, if we go toe to toe with them, I think, like, West Ham are going to be a cause us a lot, lots of problems. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a, be, a, be a good game. The one thing I would say, I don't know about it really, is that, you know, I've got my, my mate West Ham Paul who's saying it, like, you know. And maybe starting to get a little bit tired. Just starting, just a little bit of time is creeping in. Maybe catching up, and that's what we we both fear, me and Paul, because uh, I will definitely be a West Ham fan come next Wednesday uh, after this game. Is is the Tottenham game? <laughs> they've, they've been fantastic. You know? They've beaten Man United away. They've beaten Man City. Now they've got Tottenham away, and and I don't know if it's just going to be one or two games too many for them, but. Um, I think if they can get into January, I think if they can get to January in and around where they are now, bring in a couple of players, West Ham will be there to the end. Lingard, what are you saying to that, Dan, Dan Lawless? What are, you, what are you saying in response to that? Lee Judge is accusing West Ham of being tired. No, I mean, I think Lee's assessment was 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 pretty much on the spot on, yeah. like what you said about it. Done well. They've got a small <laughs> squad. Not my bad. Go on, Kevin. They've got a small squad. Is that, is, you know what I mean? Well, That's... It's funny though because the Moyes in interviews come out and he said he he likes to have a small squad. I don't know yeah, whether he's he's, it, yeah. yeah, he said that a few times. He likes to have a small squad, but yeah, I mean, there's times where I think it's certain players. I don't think the whole team are looking tired. Like Antonio, to me, is looking a bit tired. I mean, he's our only striker, so we ain't getting to we ain't been able to rotate him. He's playing ninety minutes, like near enough at every game. Um, that's where the tiredness is. I mean, against Burnley, I saw us having a lot of energy. We were just going at him, going at him. But, you know, as Lee said, struggled to break him down. We should have got a penalty, but at the same time, we should have took our chances. Oh, yeah. Stone mm. wall penalty, wasn't it? VAR had a nightmare the weekend, by the way, didn't it? Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah, but this God, is the thing. Compared to the ones, Liverpool and City, me. how was how were those oh, given? Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that was Salah. That's given. Let's not go into VAR. We ain't got to. What are you saying? West Ham, bro, coming up. What are you expecting from the game? Got any memorable moments from the fixture? Anything to put the Dan Lawless? Far away, bro. Yeah, the, the memory for me was, um, I'm sure it was Boxing Day 2013 because Zola scored a beauty at um, Upton Park. I think we won 3-1 that oh, day. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We won the that game. Yeah, we were. That yeah, was we were. the one. I, was that 20? It was the one where was Alex Song wrongly had a goal ruled out for offside. He That's right. From outside 2012, I think it was. So he has this shot from outside the box. And they rule it out offside because of someone was oh, interfering with play, and it was ridiculous. Like, because yeah. I think that was our chance to go two nil up. I think we go mm. two nil up at if that was agent. Oh, that game, it, it ruined my. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he was playing for West End then, wasn't he? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. On reason, goal by the way, just come. Yeah. That's the one. I, that's the one I put in the chat. Yeah, Henri two thousand two. Last our last game against you at Upton Park. Yeah, oh, that was nuts. That was. Oh, you up, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think no, you were two 0 up. Then we were 3-2. Then you got right. an equaliser. Yeah, yeah. Show me, show me, squad. Yeah, yeah. What are you thinking about the game, Albert? Are you going to be? Uh, what are you expecting the lineup? Um, just quickly, what Gaffer mentioned earlier. I think the last couple of years you played us at the Emirates. I think we've been very lucky to win those games. To be honest with you. 
it, it just that uh, you didn't take your chances. That was the only issue. And I think Antonio's in a bit of a gold drought at the moment. Is easy? He ain't scored in. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like to. We like to give presents at Christmas. Why oh, did you mention it, Albert? Why oh. have you mentioned it? Oh, that's it. I'm having a tenner. Antonio first goal. It's been you know, like funny, nine or ten. But Dan, you know the funny Dan Lawless. You know the funny thing is when I watched West Ham play this season, for example, I expected Arsenal to play like play like that this season in terms of football. But you you've been a, you've been exceptional. I think I don't know how you felt about Moyes the first time round and obviously the second time round. But yeah, West Ham have been fantastic this season. But I think the difference is. You've got a focal point in terms of having Antonio. We don't particularly have a striker in terms of giving us a physical element up front, but um, it's going to be tight on it's going to be tight on, on Wednesday. I think we might just sneak it, Mark. Um, Mikel Arteta, in terms of changes for the team, uh, last season we didn't have a clue what he was doing week in week out, but this season it's a bit more. There's a lot more continuity of Arsenal, so you know who's going to kind of start more or less nine or ten players, but. Um, I don't think there'd be many changes, but as Dan mentioned, um, Potsy mentioned earlier, what the one good thing I would say is, although I know we haven't got European football, um, Arteta's got some good headaches in terms of team selection. We've got some options there. So, listen, it's going to be a tight game against West Ham, but you know what? It probably end up being nil nil. Let's do a little bounce. Let's do a little bounce quick. Let's have a uh, a little round robin of Dan. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit. Dan Potts, talk quick about the lineup. Give a score prediction, and then have a have a wager with Lawless about who you think is going to finish higher in the league. So I think the team's going to be pretty much the same, Mark. I really do. Team news for Arsenal. Mm. I, I can't see him changing this one inside too much um, from Southampton. Um, I don't believe Aubameyang will come back into the mix and I don't believe that Smith Rowe will, will come and take the place of Martinelli or Saka. So I expect it to be very, very similar to what it was. Where do I think the score's going to go? Everyone's going to hate me. <laughs> but I think we're going to... I think we're going to lose 2-1. I think West Ham are going to nick it. Um... I think they're the better side. I think they're playing better than us. And although yesterday's result was poor, Burnley can do that to teams. You know, it's horrible going up yeah. there. We did well to get the 1-0 win against them and, and not get beaten up and bullied. Uh, and we only scored from a free kick. We didn't score from open play. So it can't be quite difficult. So I fancy West Ham to be up for this game. I believe we can get at them because their defence is out. But I do believe that they're going to cause us some problems. And uh, I think they're going to nick it 2-1, unfortunately. Um, as for who's going to finish higher... Me and Dan speak a lot and he knows my thoughts on what's happening with this Arsenal side. So I think West Ham will finish above us. And I, f I fancy Man United to sneak top four because I think they've sorted their manager out. Although I, I look at the way they're playing and it still isn't grand. I think West Ham may downfall just for the pure fact that the competitions may get a bit too much for their squad. And I think that they'll come fifth. But I don't see Arsenal coming fourth. So I think West Ham will finish above us. And that's why you've come to me first, so that everyone else can finish off being a little bit more optimistic than me, man, because I'm not feeling it. Well, I don't it, want know, to end on that, do we? Let's well, have exactly. It right. <laughs> people, people, people saying, you know, doom and gloom. I can only go with what I think is going to happen. I can't lie. You know, I, no. I hope well, we'll Albert, win 4-0. Well, to be fair, course, Albert, uh, Albert you know. wasn't full of, uh, full of optimism. You know what no, I mean? He's, I he's pulled out a nil-nil. So, Lee, what are you saying? What team? Oh, he won't listen, be nil-nil. Listen, <laughs> I'm... Well, he's, he's got nil-nil and Antonio to score, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I predicted 
a real difficult and a, um, a real boring, a really hard watching game on on Saturday, and it turned out to be a very very enjoyable game, and that was a good solid performance, uh, and I think a confidence boosting win that we needed. I think if we'd have gone one nil in that game, I, I, I wouldn't have. But like to go there and win it three nil, I think that give us a little bit of confidence. I'm I'm I'm, I'm the only reason I'm going to go for Arsenal to win this two one. Is home advantage. I do think the Emirates were a different animal to what we are away from home. I think we're a better side. We've we've been pretty good against the, the teams apart from Chelsea and Palace. And uh, I don't know, no, no, we have we've done all right. And I think like West Ham coming now. And um, I, I I think I still say this: West Ham have got some good players. I'm not underestimating West Ham by a long, long chalk, but. Um, I, I do think that it's a good time to play West Ham. I really do. Like, I just think that maybe, maybe just the fixtures are just starting to take their toll on them right now. So who finishes higher in the league, Lee? At the moment, I would. I, I, I think that um, West Ham. I would. I wouldn't bet against West Ham. But again, I, I'm going to say it now. I don't know if Dan agrees with this. Like, you know, January a big thing for West Ham. If January comes along. And they do bring in a couple of players and they're in and around it. I think West Ham have got a very, very good chance of getting top four. I think they're, 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 they're a well-drilled well machine. They know what they're doing. Not to be taken lightly. So, um, and, and Arsenal, if Arsenal are going to, are going to um, attack the top four and be in the round, they've got to, to, to buy and generate. At this moment in time, if, if it's now, I would say that West Ham would probably nick it because I think they've got a better manager. Dan Lawless, let's uh, let's let you finish up. You can have the final word on our podcast and say, uh, you know, any, any, what you think your team's going to be, what you think the score's going to be, and um, how many places above Arsenal do you think West Ham are going to finish the season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, look, the team I think will, will, will be very similar to Burnley, you know, where you're going to see Fabianski, you're going to see Soufal, Dawson, Diop. I think Creswell might still be out, so it'll be Masuaku, which is defensively, he's better going forward than defending. So that could be where you can get some joy on that right-hand side. Could be Saka, maybe. So that could be our little weak spot defensively. Then you're going to have Rice, Suchek, of course, Bowen. Um, we're going to have Fornals and Lanzini, I think. Ben Rama started, but I think Fornals will be this one, and Antonio. And, <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I'm going to go with my fellow Dan and say 2-1 West Ham. I, part of me says draw. There's something pulling towards a draw. Mm. But there's another part of me that thinks, like, we've got a good record away from home this season. Um, Yeah, I think we've got goals all around the side as well. Good mm. on set pieces. Um, Which I think you guys are really good on set pieces yeah. as well. I've, I've, that yeah. I've, I've heard. So that's going to be an interesting one. In terms of the season... Lee, it's I think it's the bald connection. He's he's on my level, he's on my wavelength. He's uh listen, once we're, that's gonna be the key decider for us because look, we've got Europa League still, we're in the round of 16, so we have got yeah. these games to play, so we need to strengthen. Lingard mm. is key. Someone in the chat earlier asked Lingard or Deli Ali. This not even the oh my god, oh my god, you know, yeah. you need a striker in Jan January. Abamyang, what you what you saying? Do you know Hazard? When it Hazard, I was hearing Hazard, that. Yeah, about? We, yeah, they turned us down for Hazard. I, I still can't believe it. They turned our uh, that we even bid for uh, Hazard, <laughs> but yeah, Bamiang, like I would have snatched your hand off like last season, but it just seems to be 
something there mentality wise that I think it would it would kind of mess up the dressing room. But yeah, we're looking at some some really promising strikers. And if we get a centre back, we're looking at Nathan Aki. It's a, yeah, centre back, Lingard, and a striker. I think we then we can we finish above Arsenal. That's what we need to do. If, if the if the squad's like it is now, and we have to deal with these injuries, and then Europe, I think it might be a step too far. So, yeah. like Lee said, January is absolutely crucial in us finishing above Arsenal. Good. Well, if anyone cares what I think, I think we keep a clean sheet. I think we nick it 1-0. I think uh, Saka will probably come up with the goods, either an assist or, or, or a set-up for, for Laka or something. I think we could nick it 1-0. But I think Gabriel's too mobile and just as strong as Antonio. So he might he might be able to keep hold of him. But we'll see. We see, uh, we see what happens, but I think we might be, we might be about done. We've hit the magic hour mark. Are we, are we all good? Anybody want to add anything? All that remains oh, for me then is Lee, boss. Sorry, I go on. Say, what fantastic job you've done. Well done. No, no, there's a couple of bits of housekeeping to clear up on. Guna Russ, I'm not eating cheese. I'm eating flumps. It's Christmas. Are you mad? <laughs> um, I'm not in the bathroom. Someone has asked that. That's yeah. not true. I am naked from the waist down, but I'm not in the bathroom. <laughs> and Craig is all right. And uh, that is good news. And we yeah. are back next week on the same old Arsenal channel, our, our, our uh, home, if you like, our uh, adopted home. We stop our travels around and uh, we go back. So we'll be revolving as we used to and having having some good bats. And then I think, uh, Lawless, you'll be popping up on Judges TV doing previews with pots and bits and pieces as always. And a pleasure having you on. Thanks very much. Good luck with the Christmas single. West Ham are massive. I hope you get to number one. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's there. The B-side. The B-side's beautiful as well. So you get that the B-side. The B-side as well. You've got to check that. Listen, if that's on the B-side, I'm buying it. <laughs> Albert, no, pleasure to be on here, mate, guys. Thanks for coming. No, thanks for coming, Dan. Albert, thanks for coming. What you? Oh, Dan, sorry, quickly. What are you up to? Where can people follow you? Just, just, just pop that in there. Not that West they will, because you're a West Ham fan, so... Yeah, West Ham Fans <laughs> TV on uh, all platforms and at The Lawless, if you want to um, follow me go. on Twitter personally. Yeah, well, always good content, worth a follow, anyway. Uh, good good football, Brian. Good Albert, guy. what about you? What, what are you up to, Albert? What 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 you what you got coming in the pipeline, and how can people follow you? Cheers, mate. Thanks for the thanks for the, great job, Mark. By the way, great job presenting me. Oh, but, um, stop it! You'll have me yeah. blushing. I'm, I'm already burgundy from the heat. Don't make me go any well, further. I'm already I'm, I'm already blushing, but you just can't tell, mate. <laughs> 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 no, but no, uh, yeah, Albert JT. We've got my own channel. Um, I'm on another podcast tomorrow on someone else's channel. I think Guns and Yellow Ribbons, actually. But, oh, um, Fergus, yeah, hello, yeah, Fergus for me. Trev. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, great to be in the steam company. Nice to meet Dan as well. Cool, man. Potsy, you, bro, pleasure. Pleasure as always, mate. Great job hosting. Um, oh, and uh, look forward yeah, to next Monday, mate. And, uh, I don't think you've got anything to worry about. I don't think you've got anything to worry about. No, I enjoyed it, mate. It was nice. To, do you know what? It was nice to a bit have a little bit of time not hosting for this exactly. one tonight. Yeah, so different, isn't it? It was nice. It was yeah. nice, yeah, mate. Yeah, well, you two well are all, you three, four are always hosting, and I'm always sitting there eating, talking not a lot. So I thought, listen, it's the last time before we go back. Let's have a mix up. So 
Glad you enjoyed it. What are you up to, Dan? Is it what, what's happening? Anything? People, I, I, I hear. Is Lee going to talk about this new thing, or are you? Uh, well, either of us can, to be honest. But on Wednesday, we're going to be doing some fan cams outside the ground with a twist. Uh, watch yes. this space on Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. new. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, well, thanks, thanks for Dan. Thanks for coming on, Lee. Judges, boss Jeff, man, bro. name above the door. Oh, Capitan. Thank you very much. Thank you very what much. You, what do you reckon? Have I got a job? You've got a job. You're in. <laughs> what? what? E- eating cheese? <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you what. I've, I've actually put on uh, on a private message to Dan. He ain't bad. There you are. That's what I put like. Yeah, you know I mean. Oh, yeah. And that's a compliment. For, that's a compliment for the judges, Matt. Tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to, Lee? Come on. Have you got anything to add to this new? No, show? no. Like, just you know, super, I mean, super like, show. Uh, we're just, uh, we, we go to Wednesday now, like, you know, um, we've got yeah, a couple of big games coming up Wednesday. We've got uh, um, the, the massive West Ham and then we've got like, uh, <laughs> and we've got the Dirty Legs United on Saturday and then we've got the cup court final on the Tuesday. So it's yep. a busy seven days for us. So um, yeah, it's going to be happening. Lots of chat, lots of talk. Um, and let's hope it's a, a very, very good week. Good, good. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, don't. Next week, nine o'clock, same old Arsenal. Boys are all back together on the original platform. And um, that's it. Thanks for coming. See you later. Nice one, boys. <laughs>